We're back for episode 13 of Should Have Been a Cowboy, coming off the Iowa State game. Uh, as it seems to happen with Iowa State, closer than you might have liked. But once again, Oklahoma State comes out on top. Clutch interception that may or may not have been an interception. Uh, I have no idea what it was. And uh, we continue to find out that Marcel Aitman is an absolute stud at wide receiver. Yes, um, close, closer than you would like, but exactly what I expected. I mean, Yeah, the, that's true. I mean, I, I went into that game. I think I talked last week about hoping it was going to be a couple touchdown win, but knowing that it, it was going to be a close game. I mean, the way, especially the way Iowa State and OCA have played over the last few years, I I wasn't expecting anything else than what what happened. <laughs> right? Yeah, man, it, it was a good game. Um, we will get into the interception later. I um, well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yes. um, Aitman, Aitman is a beast out on the field. He, man, he's one. He's huge. First of all, that helps. Yeah, and I talked about it a while ago that. I do not want to see a fourth down play that's just a jump ball up Tateman because it makes me nervous. Those jump balls just I get nervous about. Yeah. And I am changing my tune. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we have if we have a play that we need to happen, I want to see a jump ball Tateman because he's going to come down with it. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? Yeah. Rudolph doesn't really throw the fade into the end zone that well. He doesn't. He doesn't get enough arc on it. It's more of a line drive kind of deal, which makes yeah. it harder to catch. And I think that's why I don't really mind that play call so much because I know that if it's executed well, it has a good shot of working with a guy like Aitman. I just think that's not something Rudolph does well. He doesn't get yeah. enough. He didn't get enough height on those on those throws. And 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 when there's not enough height, it's harder for the um, wide receiver to adjust to the ball. Yeah, I can't adjust to it, and uh, you know, if you try to go make a play, you have a uh, chance of getting called for offensive pass interference if you have to go through the defender. It's yeah, you know, you, you, there's got to be some, you know, Brandon Whedon throwing the ball into a trash can at the pylon kind of touch on it. Yeah, most not definitely. very many people have that, especially in college. That, that is very true. Rudolph had quite the day, though. He was twenty-five of thirty-one, which. Um, like I had said last week, I only saw the first half um, because I had to go to my nephew's birthday party for the second half. So I missed the whole second half. But even in the first half, I didn't really notice that he was on target as well as he was. Yeah. <laughs> as, oh, and don't get me wrong. I think was. Rudolph is a great quarterback and in the top two or three in OSU history. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't think he's good. I'm saying that that is one thing that he does not do particularly well. Almost definitely. But yeah, he was 25 of 31, 376, um, 376 yards. And he had quite the day. He had a um, QBR of 96.7 quarterback rating. So I, I've heard that that's really good. I don't understand that stat. I will never understand that stat. It, uh, I don't even know what the scale is. It does not make any sense. It's completely made up, in my yeah, opinion. I'm, I'm always just expecting people like going into the laboratory and like putting all these random numbers together and coming up with something. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know 96.7 is good. It's close to 100. I think the highest is like 160. Um, I might be completely making that up. I don't know. 
Um, I don't do I don't do my homework, so <laughs> so, so I have no idea. I, th- I think it goes up to one sixty though. That's that's it's, why it's, you're not a teacher anymore. Hey, oh, that's true. <laughs> hey, uh, except except it's the kids that do the homework. Ah. Um, <laughs> but um, Kemp, um, and Kemp um was playing well in the first half. He got injured in the um second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, I believe. Um, and Nolan came in, but I. I haven't seen exactly what happened with Kemp. Um, do we ha- do we know anything about what his injury was? Um, I just know it was a shoulder. That was the only thing that I heard. Um, and I, it it wasn't even like a he wasn't down on the field kind of thing. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't come out of the game mid drive. He just kind of didn't come back on the field. So I have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. Okay. So some some shoulder type injury, um, but he was twelve of eighteen for one hundred one yards. And then Nolan came in was seventeen of twenty eight. And Nolan's a um, redshirt freshman coming in, um, seventeen of twenty eight, two hundred sixty three yards, and and that seems decent to me. Seventeen of twenty eight for two hundred sixty three, and his um, QBR was fifty one point nine. Made up. So completely made I mean, up. Unless that one interception at the end of the game just totally kills it for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. But, but yeah, so. How about that on. being the only turnover of the game? That's not yeah. something that happens very often. No, man. Well, the, the thing that OSU is really good at is allowing second and third string quarterbacks to have a great game. Looking forward to I'm, K-State then. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just – it just seems like whenever there's a starter that gets injured or gets out, the second or third guy just comes in and takes off like, like, and they don't even miss a beat. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's one thing that they, yeah, they always give your hopes, gear hopes up. <laughs> by thinking, <laughs> oh, he's, he's going to throw a couple picks, play horrible. You're like, oh, he's, he's a Heisman candidate out there. <laughs> the, their third string quarterback. Um, we did see quite a battle between two of the best running backs in the Big 12. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, between Justice Hill and David Montgomery. David Montgomery is quite the runner. He's powerful, and he's shiftier than I thought he would be. Yeah. Uh, he makes his offensive line look a lot better than they actually are. Well, because they don't have an offensive line. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have one. There were five guys out there who were kind of beefy, you know. But but they're not any good. I see. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, he he was twenty one for one hundred five yards, twenty one carries. But, but yeah, he's um he makes his offensive line look somewhat decent, which they they're not. Yeah. But uh, Justice had twenty five carries for one hundred thirty four yards. It was, a, it was a good battle between those two. I'm seeing just the uh, running games going forward. Yeah, I was real surprised that uh, Iowa State didn't go to David Montgomery more in the fourth quarter and specifically on the last drive. They threw the little check down to him on the fourth down play, and he got the first down. And I don't understand why they didn't at least try one more run with him. They had plenty of time. Yeah, Nobody was stopping him. Yeah, I um, if you want to talk about what happens, what happened in the second half, I'm gonna just give it give it all up to you because um, <laughs> I I was keeping track by the ESPN tracker, <laughs> but, mm. so it told me what happened, and I had to keep keep refreshing. So I 
I'm that the second half solid blur. I was able to see the interception um, on the on a phone. Um, we got it streaming um, for like five minutes, and I was able to see the pick. And then the phone died. So that's, all, <laughs> that's literally all I saw of the second half. Um, didn't see many too many highlights from it. But yeah, um, what it sounds like is they didn't really utilize Montgomery on the on the last drive. On the last drive, no. Have. Not at all. I think that was his only touch on that fourth down. Uh, I I could be wrong on that, but I yeah. I don't think he touched the ball. Yeah. On that last drive, more than that, and that was, I think, a mistake on their part. But yeah, uh, kind of, Oklahoma State fan, I don't care. <laughs> it's kind of like um, the last drive in the Bedlam game. It would have been nice to see justice. Yeah. Get a few more touches on the last drive. I mean, having a great game, you might as well use them. <laughs> That's right. Um, to continue. But, yeah, so that that makes sense. Um, McCleskey was the leading receiver with 109 yards, five receptions. You know, and it's it's was, so weird. He was the leading receiver as far as uh, catches are concerned last season for the for the year. Mm-hmm. That's so weird that because he's not even probably the third guy that you hear about with Oklahoma State receivers this year. So... Definitely not now because we have um, Washington's always number one. Yeah. And Aitman's, Aitman's slowly become number two right behind him. Uh, I think the national perception of that is true, but I think f- with the fan base, we've always kind of known that Aitman was really good. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about nationally. Like yeah. The, the, on, nas- on the national stage, it's Washington and then Aitman. But, yeah, we've, we've known, and then, um, which is why his injury last year was such a big deal. <laughs> because yeah. we knew we knew what kind of a player he was. Yeah. Okay. He came uh, back uh, this year, so it was good. I want to stick on McCluskey there for a second. Have you seen? I know you missed the second half. Have you seen his eighty-one yard catch? I saw. I saw. I was able to see it once. I ha- I haven't seen it like many replays of it. You you need you to watch. To you need to watch another replay of it because. When he catches the ball, he's kind of in the in the middle of about four guys, and he's open. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just got he's got four guys that are kind of in the area. They're in the frame, and he runs away from all of them. And you know, he uses his tremendous speed and gets away from all of them. But there's one guy who is chasing him for a moment, and then runs the complete opposite direction, like cuts mm-hmm. to the middle of the field while McCluskey's going to the sideline. And it, it it just looks so weird. And that guy is the one who ends up taking the angle and bringing him down at the one-yard line before he can score. But it just looks like the weirdest thing in the world at midfield. McCluskey's running away from everybody. And this guy's running in the opposite direction of where McCluskey's going. It's so <laughs> funny. What point in the game did that happen? Was it the third? Uh, it, was, it was in the third quarter. Um, it was... Right before it set up the score, I think that put them up thirty-one twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. I I think okay. that was the the drive it was on. But yeah, it was, I have to catch that again because I, I saw funny. it once, but I didn't really catch catch all of the details that you saw. So that's, yeah, that's I didn't funny. see that until like the third time I'd watched the highlight on different clips. It was just like, mm-hmm. hey, that guy just ran straight away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, Tylen Wallace. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had mentioned that he was my guy that I was excited about, the n- newcomer. 
um, into the season that I was pretty excited to see and hasn't got much playing time. But, man, he sh- anytime he shows up and he gets a catch, I am ecstatic because I am excited for this kid <laughs> the next few years. Oh, yeah. He's going to be he great. Had, he, had, he had three big catches on third downs, I think. Yeah, three catches, uh, all I of mean, them on third downs, all of them four first downs. Yeah. So he, I, I'm really excited about him going forward over the next couple seasons. So, that I mean, that was basically the receiving core. Um, on defense, Rodarius Williams was our leading tackler with nine. And A.J. Green, I don't know if you know this or not, but he got an interception at the end of the game. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I checked the box. I checked the box score. And yeah. It still says that it was an yeah, interception. Um, what are your thoughts on that? On that play? I will never be convinced that it is anything. Like that is the textbook example of a mulligan and just do that play over. Because when I first saw it, I said, that's definitely an interception. Mm-hmm. When I saw the replay, I said, that's probably an interception. And after watching it several times, I have no idea what it was. I don't think it was way, a catch. That is the one yeah. thing I'm pretty sure of. I don't think it was a catch. The only way you can see and get as close of as close as possible to what the right call would be is literally taking it frame by frame. Yeah, and I even mean, that's just, difficult. I mean I mean, but that's the closest you can get. I started out and like I said, I just saw it on a phone, so I could, I, if you're watching a play on a fl- on a phone, you barely see anything because <laughs> it's yeah. so small. Um, so I thought it was an interception when I first saw it, but it might have just been me hoping it was an interception because <laughs> it looked it looked like one my first saw it, and then I saw the replay, and I thought it wasn't one. And then I saw the, and I, I check, I've watched it two or three times a day since it happened <laughs> to, to see if I could tell. And I keep going back and forth. Today I saw a shot of both of them kind of on the ground, and AJ Green is the one that you can, he has both heads on the ball. Yeah. And the and the wideout has like one and barely has it. So on that play, it looks like an interception. Right. So I saw just one like photograph of it today that looks like a definite interception so off of that i mean i'm kind of with you if i had to say that it was something i would have to say that it was an interception <laughs> if, if if you want to say that it, something happened it had to have been an interception because i don't i don't think it was a catch yeah but it was oh, it was it was basically the fitting ending to that game it was and, and turned out well for us anyway Mhm. Yeah, and the game didn't start out as well as we like, though. Ah, uh, never does. It, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a game points. against Iowa State if you weren't down by two scores in <laughs> in the first half. Like, uh, except luckily this one was in the first half, unlike past years, like last year, where it was in the second half. Yeah. Where we were down seventeen, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, you got to keep it exciting. Well, yeah, you you need to have people coming back. And, you know, if you have boring <laughs> games, you won't have as many people coming back. So That's true. that makes sense to me, I think. Um, I was having um, dinner last night um, with my buddy Brad and his um, wife, Jessica, and she's a big OU person. And she, and she had said that, that we um, 
that our games are extremely stressful. She she was she she just told me your games OSU games are stressful, and I, I was like, yep, that's basically <laughs> basically what we have every week is a stressful game. Um, yeah. We don't have blowouts too often, um, so I mean, which is ex- which is exciting for us. We don't necessarily live as long. Well, because of all the stress that and you know, up. at least now they have stressful games that they're winning. Yeah, that's very yeah, stressful games. That a few years ago, it was stressful games losing. that they were losing. <laughs> Almost, yeah, but it is quite the game. Um, first downs, I would say the thirty to OC's twenty-three. Yardage is about the same. OC had like thirty more yards than Iowa State. And then time of possession was pretty even. Iowa State had it for 31 minutes and 31 and a half minutes, and OSU had it for 28 and a half minutes. Pretty so, even game. I mean, which the score showed. <laughs> yeah. Was a pretty even game. But yeah, it was a very exciting game, man. Um, are there any other thoughts about the game about Iowa State in general? Um, that you have? Yeah, I. Trying to decide how I feel about Iowa State this year, just like as far as had they won that game, how much would I have wanted them to win the Big 12? You know, because if they they were in a position before the game, if they won out, they would be in the championship game, which is just great. Because they have the the tiebreaker over TCU and OU. Right. But I – I don't know. You know, team picked ninth and going to the championship game. That's a cool story. Iowa State's just got this weird mystique over OSU that I'm not sure I could cheer for them. <laughs> I, it's hard to cheer for Iowa State. Really, after 2011. I mean, yeah. It's 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 hard to cheer for them. I mean, if if they were playing OU in the in the um, Big 12 championship, I would go for Iowa State. Yeah. Win again. I mean, I wouldn't probably but, watch the game. Like, but yeah, but it's and really, I've never had anything against Iowa State. I mean, it's well, I don't have any. Read some anything. of the game threads on their web on their fan websites, and you might start having things against them. Yeah, but you can do that for any team, really. If that's you, true. If you, look at, if you but, look at any thread, like the Iowa State ones that I've read have been clearly the most vile things of any opposing fan base that I've ever read um, message board on. Like e- even worse than like tech. Yes. Tech gets pretty bad. Yeah, and and I I've read some from Iowa State that are double as bad as tech. Mm, wow, I didn't, like I, 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 I read it and I was offended. Like that and I don't really wow. get offended that even. I was like yeah. that's wow. mm, don't don't say things like that. Wow. This well, past game this was not one a, of those. So yeah, I I have gone back college. and read those. This isn't college football related, but for the NBA, if you want to hear the worst thread on a message board for the NBA, do you know whose team that would be? Uh, boy. Let's see. The Spurs were pretty bad when I read theirs. The Spur, the Spurs is who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I've never read. I've never been offended by so many things as just reading the Spurs <laughs> message boards. Because they're like, like just going after them like using racial slurs and yeah. everything you can say <laughs> they use 
Don't do things like that. But that's the one. I haven't been to two. I mean, most of most of the NBA ones I've gone to, they're talking about like the game and actual things. But the Spurs do not. They go deeper than just the game. But they, I'm impressed that you said who I was thinking of as the first one. But yeah, so okay, I'm um, I'm going to go to Iowa State's message boards now, <laughs> later on, and check check it out to see what's going on. There. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, we have a game this weekend, is what I hear. Yep, We're Kansas playing, State. Kansas State, two thirty. Indeed. What, do you know what channel it's on? I do not off the top of my head and I've learned that if I try to use my phone while we're recording this podcast it erases everything so I'm not going to look it up on my phone good job after after all this is actually the second time we've recorded this podcast yes because this particular podcast was recorded last night and like you said got deleted so we're um, stupid free apps <laughs> it's like you can't expect them to be the best, the the best apps if they're free. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, with K State, we got K State two thirty, and I haven't watched much of them. Have Have you seen much K State this year? More than usual, actually. Um, and they're you know they're K State. They do the same things: mm-hmm. quarterback power, not very good in the pass game. Uh, mm-hmm. several running backs, really good in the return game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just your normal K-State team. Yeah. Yeah, um, basically, they are um, they are on – how many quarterbacks have they had this year? Three. Three? That's what I thought. Their um, leading quarterback is still Jesse Ertz. I think he's missed Two. five games. Yeah. Four or five Two. games. Yeah, and he's the lead quarterback with 100 passes, 55 of 100, so 55%. Um, Good math. Well, well, if it's out of 100, I can figure it out really <laughs> easily. Thank, thank you. <laughs> um, and, I mean, they average 182 passing yards and 191 rushing. Which is kind of amazing so that they're that balanced. Mm-hmm. A lot of their passes are, you know, the, the pop pass variety, yeah. real short you know, kind of screen pass or whatever, but mm-hmm. which is what tech has done as long as I can remember. That's how they get a lot of their yards. At least they used to even more than they do now. Yes. But there was never any threat that they passes. were going to run. <laughs> There's true. always a threat that Kansas state is going to run. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, um, so the freshman quarterback that they've used the last, I think two and a half games is uh, he looks like a better passer particularly better than Alex Delton, who was the second one. But uh, Skylar Thompson, just he, he looks like he's more comfortable throwing the ball. And he hasn't really been that effective throwing the ball, but he just, I don't know, he just looks looks better. Yeah. Which is a complete college football playoff thing of me to say, but <laughs> it's just my perception. Okay. I want to talk about one thing, and just talk about looking better. One thing that has always kind of bothered me, is I am tired of the term the eye test. Yeah. And we haven't talked about it, but it's bothered me ever since I first heard it because observing somebody isn't necessarily a test. I mean, you can't say this team is better than this team, but the eye test says that's just how you perceive them to be. <laughs> right. Well, it's ridiculous. It, it, 
it discounts things that actually happen on the field. <laughs> yes. It's, Somebody it's a couple of weeks a... ago said if OU and I, Ohio State played this week, OU, or Ohio State would win by 14. Ridiculous. Yeah, and, how, and, how, and, and that was um, Jesse Palmer, I think we had discussed. And how did they figure this out? Because they used the eye test. Right. By, by what they looked like. OU beat Ohio State. Be. This year they and, beat them. That is, yeah, that is one of those terms that I just want to go away because the eye test isn't a thing. No, it's, it, it is only a thing in, in college football. College yeah, basketball, I, you get to the NCAA tournament, uh, and there's a little bit of evaluation getting there, but there's 68 teams in the tournament, so come on, if you're a national championship contender, you're in the tournament. And yeah. then you go play games, and if you win, you keep playing more games, and if you win all of them, you're the national champion. That's how it works. Yes. Nobody's sitting yes, there going, yes, yes. ah, yes, well, that team lost, but they looked good <laughs> doing it. They move on. Yeah, like, we, Ugh. and we're, we're going totally off the rails on K-State. We might come back at some point. Maybe. We might not. <laughs> but um, when they were to the top four, Clemson is, what were they at? Were they number two? Two! Two. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, and they use the excuse that their quarterback went out. Their quarterback got injured when they were already losing. Yes. But they were losing, I think, 17-14. So it was already, they might, they were already, um, they are, are, were already thought of as it could be an upset. Upset alert. Oh, yeah. They were losing by three. And they, they, he wasn't playing well either. Like, no. They, no. They scored a non-offensive touchdown. So the offense only had seven points. Yeah, I mean, they should have given OSU credit for losing to TCU when half their offensive line was out. Right. Or when OU lost to Iowa State, their um, start their running back got hurt and left. I mean, at the time, obviously Anderson's shown up, but I mean, they had excuses. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to make those excuses. Just, no. This is what happened. They lost to a bad Syracuse team. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, it wasn't – who did who – is, who is, let's just say, even though they have two losses, OSU, who have they lost to? They've lost to OU, who's number four, and TC, who's number 12. Right. And who Both last week, those, before they lost to OU on their home field, was yeah. number six. Both of those losses are better than losing to Syracuse. Right. So it's ridiculous. Although Syracuse um, plays in that really cool dome. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with this. That is true. That is true. I just had to get upset about one thing because I because last week we started out getting upset about um, OSU fans, certain yes. ones, and um, my my brother-in-law Mike told me that he really liked it, and he said <laughs> each week you need you to get upset about have something. to have something so, that we're upset so this about. This week, this week that was for Mike if he's listening this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, next week, I don't know if I will get upset about anything. I probably will, but, but that, that was that was this week's um of what grinds my gears. So um that was for Mike because he he always looks forward to those certain um aspects of our podcast. All right. Okay, well. back <laughs> um back to K State. We played K State. Um, we've had some really good games with K State, haven't we? Over the years. Yes, yes, they've always been entertaining. In fact, the 2011 K State game was probably my favorite game of that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was back and forth. You know, it was relatively even. The line score, they were even almost every quarter. Uh, 52-45, the final. Um, 
and you know it was a, a goal line ish stand at the end because uh, it was you know they threw an incomplete pass on fourth down to uh, to end the game and l- l- let's let's not pretend it was a big defensive play because Colin Klein threw it to no one but that's not the mm-hmm. point. Yeah, K State um, passed the ball three times within the last 12 seconds of the game. So yeah, they just did three straight passing plays to in in that game, and yeah, it was. I mean, if you get them to throwing the ball, I, I feel better about them being close to the goal line and then being able to run it in. Yeah, Kansas State is has not been a good passing team for a very long time. Yeah, and and that game. That game was a lot like the Iowa State game in that OSU had a one-touchdown lead. Um, 52-45 was, was the score of that game. So, I mean, if K-State had scored, it probably it would have gone into overtime unless they went for two. So, Which I mean, they may have a, at that point. Actually, I think that was one of those parts, if I, if I remember correctly, where the, one of the announcers said, I think they would go for two. Yeah. I think they were, the, they were thinking they might. Because it was at OSU – and I mean, if you go by what they say, is if it's if you're on the road, you go for two. If you if you're at home, you go for overtime. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't have been shocked. And then they would have been closer to the end zone. They would have been on like the, the three yard line and been able. Then they could have um, ran it or passed, and that would have been exciting. But yeah, um, the very next week they played A and M to four overtimes. I'm looking at so. At least um, ours didn't go to four overtimes. It ended at the end of the fourth quarter. Boy, that's a lot of overtimes. That, yeah. And that, that case, I remember that case. That was one of those games where after the game, I just had to take a deep breath <laughs> and, just, and just relax because you, you held your breath that whole fourth quarter. That was the earthquake game. That's what I did. That was the Kirk oh, Herb Street uh, earthquake game, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, K State was um, what were they? Were they? They were like seventeen or something in the name. They were re- ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I think they. Let's see. I think they were seventeen. That's. Or they ended the year at seventeen. Maybe they ended the year at seventeen. No, they were seventeen against OSU. Yeah, they were really good. They were yeah, much they, better the they, next year, but they were really good that year too. Yeah. Yeah, they had, they, had a, they had a good year that year. They ended up. Um, they lost. To, they were 11 going into the Cotton Bowl, and they ended up losing to Arkansas in the Cotton Bowl that year. Mm. But, but yeah, that was that was a good game. Um, do you know what wasn't a good game? Uh, 2002. The 2002 K State game was a horrible game, and the only reason I really remember that game is because that was the one game that I actually went to. The one away game that I went to with the band my freshman year is was going to Manhattan to that K-State game. And it was a horrible game. It was, it was like 41-9. 44 or, to 9. 44 to 9. And oh, by, by by halftime, we played, we played at halftime. We played a queen show with Bohemian Rhapsody and someone to love and like one other song. And by halftime, the game was over. It was like, why, why do we, I don't want to stay for the rest of this. It was awful. <laughs> that was um, Sproles and, um, Roberson, yep, was on that was that team. But man, they uh, K State has had some good quarterbacks. Cause they had they had him. Um, late nineties, they had Mike, Michael Bishop. Yep. 
It and was between those two was Jonathan Beasley. Jonathan Beasley was really good, and then and then they had Klein, who was good for them a few years ago. And other than that, I mean, th- those those they've had some good quarterbacks over the years. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, they're basically the same team. It's well disciplined. Um, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> right. Don't don't beat themselves usually. But, I mean, it's it's basically a, it's a Snyder coach team. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the, I think. Come on. Oh, I was just gonna keep talking about that 2002 game because there were two oh, yeah. two things that I remember very specifically from that game. Um, the first thing was that uh, the reason they had nine was they scored a touchdown in the game. Rashawn Woods had a mm-hmm. touchdown catch, but um, they they blocked an extra point and returned it for two points. And that is the first time that I think I ever knew that you could do that, that it was a, a live ball returnable for two points. Uh, the other thing was um, – the leading receiver for Kansas State that day was a guy named Taco Wallace. His name was Taco, and that's a funny name, Taco. and that's why I remember that. Okay, I do not know that. I do not remember that at all. <laughs> so obviously, I was not paying attention to the receiver's name. I got I got a weird thing I, about names, man. I, I remember <laughs> I remember weird names. <laughs> um, I do have a question. Is that the only game that you are going to be paying attention to next weekend? This weekend? Well, um, absolutely not. But I, um, I also have to point out that I won't get to see any of it. Yeah. I have OCU okay. basketball all day. They're hosting oh. a tournament that day. So, so, will, be... so will you be able to watch any football? Uh, I may be able to catch like the first quarter of uh, Tech and TCU. Okay. Which is the game that I was talking about. Yeah. Um. That game is very important to OSU fans because if TCU loses and OSU wins out, OSU will be in the Big 12 um, championship game. I mean, as long as if OU somehow loses to West Virginia, there could be a three-way tie. And I haven't done figured it all out about who would go in that case. Somebody hinted, somebody hinted on Twitter today that Texas was still alive for the championship game. Which is just stupid. No. Like mathematically, like? not realistically, but like okay. you know, OSU yeah. would have to lose twice, and OU'd have to oh, lose twice, okay. and you know, there's lots it's of. I, I think that there's still a mathematical possibility that they could be in, but I can't okay, imagine how that's true. Every team that's like, the top three teams all lose, and then they win. Yeah. Okay. All right, mathematically, but not logistically. Right. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, well, I think if West Virginia beats OU, then there would be a three. There would be a three-way tie, but I I can't see that happening. Um, so I, but that's the. But basically, if o, if OSU wins out, and then TCU loses, it should be in. So we're all Tech fans this weekend, which is extremely hard for me. Yeah, there are two teams that I always root against, and it's OU. And Texas Tech. Here's a I fun thing about Texas Tech. Them. Yeah. Texas Tech. My my friend Dustin is a, a a Lubbock native, and he's he's a Tech fan, and I forgive him for that because he's from there. But he uh, sent me this screenshot. Texas Tech 
is the national champion meat judging team. Okay. I have um, I have yet to like mean? dive in to see exactly what goes into winning a national championship in meat judging, but meat judging. That's that's hilarious to me. They uh-huh. they are the national champion in meat judging. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um I I That can be your more about that. That can be your what Philip learned for this week. That could be, because I don't think I had more. I completely forgot about that. I, I learned about Texas Tech is good at meat judging. I didn't know that was a thing, man. I did not either is, until today. Is, is, are they the only – is that the only school that even does that? I, <laughs> they the I don't know. They ended up winning? I don't know. Does the, OSU have a meat judging team? I, I don't have answers. I don't think so. This is, It says the first team in history of meat judging to go 7-0. and oh. <laughs> As if they're head-to-head matchups and meat judging. Ah, that guy gave <laughs> gave two stars to the chuck roast. <laughs> oh man, I oh I I, I mean, do they eat it? Do they just look at it? I don't know. We got we got to do more more research into this. More more digging. Maybe maybe we can look it up, and next week we'll have. What exactly meat judging is? I, I want to know. Does 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 he know more about this? No, I don't think he... so. No, he just okay. he, he just came across his Twitter and he he sent it to me. He didn't make it up. It's not. He, no, he didn't like no. Make, make up the whole thing. No, he sent me a screenshot with a, like a team photo and everything. Man, a, <laughs> well, congratulations, man. That's a big deal. And I guess there's not there's not much else to do in Lubbock. I guess not. I don't know. Meat. So that makes a lot of sense. Lubbock's not the most exciting town in the world. I've never <laughs> been there. Anyways, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I root against Tech. So um, this week I will not. They yes. have some. They have some injuries. Gary Sanderson, the starting running back, um, got injured during the OU game, and he's supposed to be. I think they're expecting to be out for the season. This TCU I you're th- talking about. Yeah, T- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, TCU. Did yeah. I say Tech? Or- I don't know. I just don't think you said either. So I just want to okay. be clear. There's TCU. For TCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- um, for TCU. He's out for the season. Um, supposed to be. They said that he might be out for the season. He'll, he definitely won't play against OSU. Um, Kenny Hill is questionable. That's a big deal. That is a big deal, man. Um, their backup, I don't know much about him. I heard that he was a really high recruit, and they're expecting big things out of him in the future. Um, I mean, Kenny Hill sometimes does Kenny Hill things. Yeah. I, I, I hope um, the backup – I mean, because they said – it's funny because Patterson said that um, – I don't even know the backup's name. I, sh- I should have looked it up. But I did not. Um, that he, the, um, But Patterson had said that he should be okay if he plays because he had big games in high school um, that he played well in. And games in high school are different than that's, games in college. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you're playing it. If you're, if you, if Kenny Hill is out and he does play this week, his first game or his first start, at least I don't know if he's played at all, but his first start would be against a team hoping to win the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or no, not. I'm, I'm sorry, for a team that's trying to win the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Lubbock, in, in a, a hustle environment where they where they're gonna throw tortillas at him. And, and batteries, batteries. Mm-hmm. and probably meat that they've judged. 
Yes. So... You take this filet mignon. <laughs> so. so... Oh, man, that sounds good. Some carne um, asada so... going with that tortillas. I mean, I mean, you don't want your first start to be at Texas Tech or... You you want your first start to be like against that. a directional school for the blind, ideally. I mean, you, yeah, you, you yeah, ease okay. yourself into it. Not a Big yeah, Twelve so, game on the road against a team who's trying to get bowl eligible. Yeah, that's that's another thing. It's Texas Tech's five and five, so it depends on a lot of it depends on what mindset the players have. Yeah, like is Texas Tech? Do they believe in Kingsbury and they're fighting? Because in their heads, they're probably also playing for his job. Yeah, and in a lot of their heads, because he's five and five, and he's kind of been on, off and on the hot seat. It seems like for a couple of years, possibly. Yeah. So I mean, do they believe in Cliff Kingsbury that they're like, yes, let's 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 win this for him, or are they done? Yeah. And then TCU after him, or do they have a bedlam? Or not bedlam? Do they have an OU hangover? Where I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of things could go into it. Hoping tech, hoping tech comes out with the win, though. That's why football's fun, man. Yeah, man. It's um, but and the good thing is when the OSU game starts, we will know how the TCU Tech game, most likely how it ended. I mean, it might still be finishing up, so we might have an idea. I mean, it's Texas Tech, so the game could be like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows how long the game will be? But yeah, we, good news uh, is Kansas be... State games generally don't last that long. That's true because they, they they do not pass the ball quite as often. Yes. Yeah, man. We um. So that's that game. That, that should that should be fun. Um, yeah. Should be should be exciting. Do you want to talk some basketball? I I do. I want to talk about basketball. Unfortunately, I'm pretty underinformed because all three games that they've played, the two countable games and the exhibition, I have had other games that I'm covering. At the same time, so I've the the only thing I've really seen is the like you know three minute highlight packages they stick on Twitter after the games, because mm-hmm. you know nobody cares to do solid recaps over these uh, rum dum non conference games over Pepperdine and Charlotte. Yeah, but you know oh, what man. I what I will say is that I am a lot more impressed with the basketball team at this point in the year than I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Especially after they announced that Carroll wasn't going to play for however long he's not going to play. Um, I figured that we'd be sitting here this week after the first two countable games and saying, I mean, they're they're two and zero, but uh, and actually, what I'm thinking is they're two and zero, and they've looked pretty good on defense, especially, and not completely inept on offense. So, mm-hmm. I th- I thought it would be a lot like, I can't even don't have much. Um, thought about past basketball games have been like this but the osu football team when we beat was it montana state like 15 to 10 in 2005 and got these first year 2005 yeah and, yeah and we had those those were the games where those type i thought it would be like that we're like okay, yeah we beat them but but they're terrible <laughs> but, they're, but they're not very good i thought we win by like single digits yeah especially against um, charlotte Charlotte's a yeah. veteran team that has really good guards. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, OSU's guard play, particularly defensively, is going to be really good. Kendall Smith, mm-hmm. Brandon Averett, Kendall Tavares Smith. Shine, they're all really good defenders. 
Kendall Smith has really improved as the year's gone on. I mean, we've only had a few games, so he's probably just getting comfortable right. um, with his with the team and OSU. So, I mean, he's, he's probably just, it probably takes a couple games to start to get comfortable. But this last game against Charlotte, he struggled the first game, um, the exhibition game, and then, and then a little bit of Pepperdine. Um, and then this last game, he was – Eight of thirteen, nineteen points, six boards, three assists. Yeah, he's gonna be he, he, he's gonna he be will, a solid player. No, nah, he he will be. He looked like he knew what he was doing. It's gonna be he crazy. Had, he had command. It's gonna be crazy to have a point guard that's over six feet tall. Yeah, man. Hasn't happened since yeah. Marcus Smart. Yeah, Tavares Shine is back, so he um he had he put in seventeen points against Charlotte. So now they they have good players. OSU does. Um. I mean, I'm not expecting them to be in the top half of the league because the Big 12 is just packed. Yeah. This year, they're just. Although I tell you what, re- Iowa State looks terrible. I don't know if you've seen that they're it's 0 because, 2 and they have looked terrible. It, it's because they like sold their souls for football to be good. They're like, <laughs> football will be good this year, but basketball is going to take a backseat. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they like switched the two. Yeah, I know they lost a lot. They got a lot. They had a lot of graduation last year that, you know, they were a senior-laden team. So, you know they're going to be rebuilding. But, man, they have taken a couple of really bad losses to start this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I don't even remember who they lost to last. But it was teams that you would not expect them to lose to. Yeah, teams that Big 12 teams probably have no business losing to. Yeah. But that's not the point. And, you know, as far as OSU is concerned, chatter is that Carroll may be back soonish. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not for the ORU game, I wouldn't think, but maybe after that. And um, same kind of situation with Dillard. You know, they he's not he's not off the team or anything. And uh, Dawson played against um, Charlotte, lost it for that. Mm-hmm. Played against Charlotte, um, so he's back. Uh, didn't look particularly amazing against Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit lost, yeah. but um. So I'm looking forward to uh, being able to watch a game from start to finish. I think I'm actually going to go to the game uh, against okay. ORU tomorrow night. So I get a chance to actually sit down and watch them and see what they really look like. The one thing that's concerned me from the little bits that I have seen is the fact that they're shooting a lot of shot clock buzzer type shots, mm-hmm. which kind of tells me that they're not really getting what they want on offense. Yeah. Yeah, those are the shots that even when they go in, you, you think – it went in, but that's not that. That's not yeah. gonna do better. Stay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it might have been a little bit of luck that a lot of like um, buzzer beater threes at the yeah. shot clock. Um, one thing I'm excited about is Boynton is really um, trying to get them to play defense. He's trying to emphasize yeah. the defensive side of the ball, um, which is, I mean, if you don't have the offense. If you don't have an offense that's great or as good as some of the offenses out there, the defense is really the way to kind of even it up. Because at least if, you, if you're a really good defensive team, you will be able to at least keep, those, keep the game close, even if you're not that proficient on the offensive side of the ball. Right. And that's only going to get better when Jan Kumbasiban gets eligible at semester. He's going to help a yeah. lot on defense. Um. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since OSU's had a big guy like SEMA. Yeah. And you know, I have a yeah. theory, and I might I might talk about this 
more as we get into basketball season. But, you know, we, as you, you look back on, let's just say the Travis Ford era, the best season was 12-13, uh, Marcus Smart's freshman year. They finished third in the league. Mm-hmm. And nobody really even remembers probably, but nobody especially talks about the fact that your starting big guy that year was Philip Jurek, a legit center. That's like the only time they've ever started a legit center. And, you know, he wasn't the best player in the world, but he was a big dude that took up space. And I, I just, I thought that was so important to that team to be able to have a guy like that in the lineup. And I think that's kind of what SEMA is going to bring with more offensive skill than what Jurek had. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. The, the, de- the defense, the best defensive team that I, whenever I think of OSU defense, um, at least since I've been, in, um, been, in, been at OSU, so um, early 2000s, was the 2002-2003 defense, which was the year that OSU won 48-46 in Bedlam against OU um, at Calagrava. Um, and that particular defense, they struggled offensively throughout the year. That was Tony Allen's first year yeah. um, being a JUCO. And they struggled, but that defensive team was good. They had Melvin Sanders, who was basically the prototypical 3 and D guy. He could hit the three, and he was really good defensively. And then they had IMAC and Andre Williams in yeah. the middle of the paint. Just going after the ball, and that was pro- and then obviously Tony Allen, who is known as a in the NBA, he's still known as a good defensive player. First team all defense, man. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> that that team was when I think of an OSU team that just went after it. I, I always go back to that team, and I'm I'm just I'm ho- I'm hoping that um, the defense really kicks in because the defense is one of those even if you're not like. Offensively, if you're not a good shot think if you're not a good shot maker, you, chances are you're not going to be. <laughs> unless, yeah. Unless you really, but defense is, is all about being being in position, and effort. A lot of it. Yeah. So God, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the roster from the 0203 team. Victor yeah. Williams, obviously Tony Allen, Melvin Sanders, Ivan McFarland, Shane Gadson. Shane so Gadson. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> I've complained to you about Shane Gatson a lot, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> Shane Gatson is one of those players that he would go into the paint with the ball and he would he's one of those people that would do amazing things and then have like five turnovers in a row. <laughs> he he drove me insane. I did not like seeing him get the ball. Oh Yeah. yeah man. Yes, yes, yeah. Janaba yeah. Weatherspoon was on that team. Yeah, Weatherspoon was another great defensive player. I don't think he got much playing time that year. He got a lot of playing time the next year. Yeah. He only averaged two and a half points. Yeah. He got, um, he got a lot of playing time in the um, final four year, the following year. Yeah. Um, and he should have been on Bynum for that last shot against Georgia Tech. <laughs> rather, than, rather than John Lucas. But I'm not the coach. So, so Brandon Averett killed a guy. Brandon Averett. Uh, we didn't talk he, about him. Uh, he, he didn't actually kill a guy. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to start that now, rumor. He is now in prison. <laughs> he he decided to dunk over all of Charlotte. Yes. 
perhaps the entire state of North Carolina. Yes. Oh man, yeah. I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah, boy, that was that's a lot of fun. Yes. You get um, your five my, foot nothing point guard. Mike Boynton has said that in practice he misses that dunk a lot more than he actually makes it. You know, so and I'm glad. I'm, go on. That shows you his attitude, though. If he's missing he's that dunk scorer. consistently in practice, and he's gonna pull it out in a game, that dude ain't afraid of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, also he knows that that would bring the house down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to get even if he missed, involved. even if he'd oh, missed, yeah. he, the, the fact that he tried would have just energized the three people that were actually there. <laughs> go to the games. Yeah, if you can go to the games, go. Oh I think there were 4,000. Yeah. And something, 4,200, 300. And the thing is that what bothers me is when students don't go. Yeah. Because students are right there. Yeah. Like I, you literally I live within walking distance. Yeah. <laughs> I understand if it's a weekday, people that live in Oklahoma City or Tulsa who go to work then early the next morning can sometimes have I, – I can see them not being at every single game because it, it being difficult. Yeah. But if you're a student, go to the game. Right. That's ridiculous. Uh, oh. I don't get it. I mean, it. even if it's even if it's nobody. I mean, when I, when I was in school, the student sections were just packed. Yeah. I mean, no matter who you played. Yeah, you know, and just... anybody who was around during you know that time, two thousand two mm-hmm. to two thousand five, mm-hmm. nobody will tell you that that arena is too big. Who was there during oh, no. that time? That's the chatter right know. now. Is oh, they built the arena too big? They can't fill it. No. No, they packed that place out when it was first expanded. Yeah, and then, and then they did the beginning of well into Sean's, um, Sean's tenure, and then at the beginning of the Ford, and then it just it was started still dwindling. decent. Yeah, it started dwindling kind of the second or third year of Ford being there, and then it got packed again whenever Smart was there. And yeah, and it just dwindled again. So yeah, it people can it can be packed. Yeah, I mean, it's a I'm, lot of fun th- when it is. I think a lot of it right now is just what's gone on in the basketball program the last month. True. Being that well, as even long just, as, I don't think people are over the Ford years yet. Oh, you know, it's yeah. kind of started well, to come back a little bit, and then yeah. the Underwood thing happened, and people lost faith again, and the FBI yeah, so thing happened. Like, people yeah. didn't like the way um, it seemed the Boynton just was handed the job. Yes. Which I will say. I, I was on the Gottlieb train. Um, yes. Both both years before Underwood was picked, and then before Boynton, so I was full fledged into pick um, Doug Gottlieb. He should be the coach. And I think you texted me when Boynton got hired, and we're like, "Who the heck's who? Who's this?" <laughs> and I know I know he was on the staff. Also, which one is he? No <laughs> yeah. Which which guy is he? And honestly, even with what's going on, what's going on. Um, with the FBI and all that, good, all that good stuff, all that stuff. Yeah, um, it ain't good. I'm, yeah, not not good stuff. All that stuff. I'm, I've I've become enthralled with Boynton. I think he he's he's been saying the right things. Yeah. Um, hire, hiring um, Scott Sutton was a good move on his part. Yep. John Cooper was so, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Support him. <laughs> Support the team. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, they'll 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 still be fun to watch this year. They get their first. I mean, they play ORU and they get their big challenge the following game against A&M, which is I think next Monday. Yeah. And boy, A&M. A&M's good. Looks good. They just annihilated West Virginia. Without their best player. Yeah. So that's so man. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough matchup. But they've they've got some. They have they have that game and then they have Wichita State later, which is going to be a tough matchup as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they're in the top ten. So it's it's going to be fun. Just watch some basketball. Go to the game. I mean, Gallagher Arena is a great a great venue to see a sporting event. Yep. So, man, that's all I have. That's that's some good basketball talk. Got some football. Um, we have um, after K State, we have KU the next weekend. So I don't know how long next week's podcast will be. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about the K State game. Hopefully, we'll talk about possibly going to the Big Twelve Championship after TCU loses. Hopefully, that'd be nice. Um, I don't know how I don't know how long we'll talk about KU though. Probably not very long at all. Yeah, we'll probably I'll I'll bring a couple. I might bring a couple of um a couple of things to talk about to the table. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 it can be an actual podcast and not like ten minutes long. Yeah, man. Yeah, so um, that's all I have, man. Do you have anything to add? Nope, I think I'm done. Awesome. Um, follow us. Follow Should Have Been a Cowboy on iTunes, on Podbean, on wherever you get your um, podcast app. I get I um, listen to my podcast on Overcast, which is a great podcast. They're not our sponsor or anything. They're not. They, they don't sponsor us. But <laughs> get Overcast. If you want a good podcast listening experience, because they are the best from what I've seen. Andrew, who, what do you listen on? Uh, I use Podcast Addict. You, okay. I, I, I don't know that one. but I think, I think it's probably switch. an Android platform. It probably is. And I don't know. I think Overcast, I don't know if they're on. I know they're on iPhone, and I assume they're on Android, but I'm not sure. But if they're on Android, you should get Overcast, Andrew. Um <laughs> Are they paying you? What? <laughs> they should be though. My, my my friend Josh understands. Um, he told me that he also listens to Overcast, and he usually listens to us. So Josh, there, there's your um shout out in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rambling now. Yeah. Follow us on follow us on Twitter at Cowboy Pod. That's all I have. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, man. Okay.